Chapter One of the Mystery of the Sycamore. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Sharon Kilmer, San Antonio, Texas. The Mystery of the Sycamore by Carolyn Wells. The Letter That Said Come. As the character of a woman may be accurately deduced from her handkerchief, so a man's mental status is evident from the way he opens his mail. Curtis Keefe, engaged in this daily performance, slit the envelopes neatly and laid the letters down in three piles. These divisions represented matters known to be of no great interest, matters known to be important, and third, letters with contents as yet unknown and therefore of problematical value the first two piles were as usual dispatched quickly and the real attention of the secretary centered with pleasant anticipation on the third lot gee whiz genevieve as no further pearls of wisdom fell from the lips of the engrossed reader of letters the stenographer gave him a round-eyed glance and then continued her work curtis keefe was of course called kurt by his intimates and while it may be the obvious nickname was brought about by his short and concise manner of speech it is more probable that the abbreviation was largely responsible for his habit of curtness anyway keefe had long cultivated a crisp abrupt style of conversation that is until he fell in with samuel appleby that worthy ex-governor while in the act of engaging keefe to be his confidential secretary observed they call you curt do they well see to it that it is short for courtesy this was only one of several equally sound bits of advice from the same source and as keefe had an eye single to the glory of self-advancement he kept all these things and pondered them in his heart the result was that ten years of association with lawyer appleby had greatly improved the young man's manner and though still brief of speech his curtness had lost its unpleasantly sharp edge and his courtesy had developed into a dignified urbanity so that though still curt keefe it was in name only what's the pretty letter all about curty asked the observant stenographer who had noticed his third reading of the short missive you'll probably answer it soon and then you'll know was the reply as keefe restored the sheet to its envelope and took up the next letter Genevieve Lane produced her vanity case and became absorbed in its possibilities. "'I wish I didn't have to work,' she sighed. "'I wish I was an opera singer. "'Cromwell, I charge thee. "'Fling away ambition,' murmured Keefe, his eyes still scanning letters. "'By that sin fell the angels, and it's true you are angelic, Viva. "'So down you'll go if you fall for ambition.' how you talk ambition is a good thing only when tempered by common sense and perspicacity neither of which you possess to a marked degree pooh you're ambitious yourself kurt with the before-mentioned qualifications look here viva here's a line for you to remember i ran across it in a book 
if you do only what is absolutely correct and say only what is absolutely correct you can do anything you like how's that i don't see any sense in it at all no i told you you liked common sense most women do huh and genevieve tossed her pretty head patted her curly earmuffs and proceeded with her work samuel appleby's beautiful home graced the town of stockfield in the western end of the commonwealth of massachusetts former governor appleby was still a political power and a man of unquestioned force and importance it was fifteen years or more since he had held office and now a great desire possessed him that his son should follow in his ways and that his beloved state should know another governor of the appleby name and young sam was worthy of the people's choice himself a man of forty motherless from childhood and brought up sensibly and well by his father he listened gravely to the paternal plans for the campaign but there were other candidates and not without some strong and definite influences could the end be attained wherefore mr appleby was quite as much interested as his secretary in the letter which was in the morning's mail any word from sycamore height he asked as he came into the big cheerful office and nodded a kindly good morning to his two assistants yes and a good word returned keefe smiling it says come the secretary's attitude toward his employer though deferential and respectful was marked by a touch of good fellowship a not unnatural outgrowth of a long term of confidential relations between them keefe had made himself invaluable to samuel appleby and both men knew it so as one had no desire to presume on the fact and the other no wish to ignore it serenity reigned in the well-ordered and well-appointed offices of the ex-governor even the light-haired light-hearted and light-headed genevieve couldn't disturb the even tenure of the routine if she could have she would have been fired though not a handsome man not even to be called distinguished-looking samuel appleby gave an impression of power his strong lean face betokened obdurate determination and implacable will its deep graven lines were the result of meeting many obstacles and surmounting most of them and at sixty-two the hale and hearty frame and the alert efficient manner made the man seem years younger you know the conditions on which wheeler lives in that house appleby asked as he looked over the top of the letter at keefe no sir well it's this way but no i'll not give you the story now we're going down there to-day the whole tribe asked keefe briefly yes all three of us be ready miss lane please at three-thirty yes sir said genevieve reaching for her vanity box and now keefe as to young sam appleby went on running his fingers through his thick iron-gray mane if he can put it over or if i can put it over for him it will be only with the help of dan wheeler is wheeler willing to help probably not he must be made willing i can do it i think unless he turns stubborn i know wheeler if he turns stubborn well balaam's historic quadruped had nothing on him 
does mr wheeler know sam no and it wouldn't matter either way if he did it's the platform wheeler stands on if i can keep him in ignorance of that one plank you can't i know it confound it he opposed my election on that one point he'll oppose sam's for the same reason i know where do i come in in a general way i want your help wheeler's wife and daughter are attractive and you might manage to interest them and maybe sway their sympathies towards sam but they'll stand by mr wheeler probably yes however use your head and do all you can with it and where do i come in asked genevieve who had been an interested listener you don't come in at all miss you mostly stay out you're to keep in the background i have to take you for we're only staying one night at sycamore ridge and then going on to boston and i'll need you there yes sir and the blue eyes turned from him and looked absorbedly into a tiny mirror as genevieve contemplated her pleasant pink and whiteness her vanity and its accompanying box were matters of indifference to mr appleby and to keefe for the girl's efficiency and skill outweighed them and her diligence and loyalty scored one hundred per cent appleby's fetish was efficiency he had found it and recognized it in his secretary and stenographer and he was willing to recompense it duly even generously wherefore the law business of samuel appleby though carried on for the benefit of a small number of clients was of vast importance and productive of lucrative returns at present the importance was overshadowed by the immediate interest of a campaign which if successful would land the second appleby in the gubernatorial chair this plan as yet not a boom was taking shape with neatness and dispatch that characterized the appleby work young sam was content to have the matter principally in his father's hands and things had reached a pitch where to the senior mind the cooperation of daniel wheeler was imperatively necessary and therefore to wheeler's house they must betake themselves what do you know about the wheeler business kid keefe inquired after mr appleby had left them genevieve leaned back in her chair her dimpled chin moving up and down with a pretty rhythm as she enjoyed her chewing gum and gazed at the ceiling beams appleby's offices were in his own house and the one given over to these two was an attractive room fine with mahogany and plate glass but also provided with all the paraphernalia of the most up-to-date of office furniture there were good pictures and draperies and a wood fire added to the cheer and mitigated the chill of the early fall weather sidling from her seat miss lane moved over to a chair near the fire i'll take those letters when you're ready she said why i don't know a single thing about any wheeler do you not definitely he's a man who had an awful fight with mr appleby long ago i've heard allusions to him now and then but i know no details i either but it seems we're to go there only for a night and then on to boston won't i be glad to go we'll only be there a few days i'm more interested in this wheeler performance i don't understand it who's wheeler anyhow don't know 
if sammy turns up this morning he may enlighten us sammy did turn up and not long after the conversation young appleby strolled into the office though still looked upon as a boy by his father the man of huge proportions and of an important slightly overbearing attitude somewhat like his parent in appearance young sam as he was always called had more grace and ease if less effect of power he smiled genially and impartially he seemed cordial and friendly to all the world and he was a general favorite yet so far he had achieved no great thing had no claim to any especial record in public or private life at forty unmarried and unattached his was a case of an able mentality and a firm reliable character with no opportunity offered to prove its worth a little more initiative and he would have made opportunities for himself but a nature that took the line of least resistance a philosophy that believed in a calm acceptance of things as they came left sam appleby jr pretty much where he was when he began if no man could say aught against him equally surely no man could say anything very definite for him yet many agreed that he was a man whose powers would develop with acquired responsibilities and already he had a following hello little one he greeted genevieve carelessly as he sat down near keefe i say old chap you're going down to the wheelers today i hear yes this afternoon and the secretary looked up inquiringly well i'll tell you what you know the governor's going there to get wheeler's aid in my election boom and i can tell you a way to help things along if you agree see not yet but go ahead well it's this way dan wheeler's daughter is devoted to her father not only filial respect and all that but she just fairly idolizes the old man now he recipes of course and what she says goes so i'm asking you squarely won't you put in a good word to maida that's the girl and if you do it with your inimitable dexterity and grace she'll fall for it you mean for me to praise you up to miss wheeler and ask her father to give you the benefit of his influence how clearly you do put things that's exactly what i mean it's no harm you know merely the most innocent sort of electioneering rather laughed keefe if all electioneering were as innocent as that the word would carry no unpleasant meaning then you'll do it of course i will if i get opportunity oh you'll have that it's a big rambling country house a delightful one too and there's tea in the hall and tennis on the lawn and moonlight on the verandas hold up sam keefe warned him is the girl pretty haven't seen her for years but probably yes but that's nothing to you you're working for me you see appleby's glance was direct and keefe understood of course i was only joking i'll carry out your commission if as i said i get the chance tell me something of mr wheeler oh he's a good old chap pathetic really you see he bumped up against dad once and got the worst of it how sam appleby hesitated a moment and then said i see you don't know the story but it's no secret 
and you may as well be told you listen too miss lane but there's no call to tattle i'll go home if you say so genevieve piped up a little crispy no sit still why it was while dad was governor about fifteen years ago i suppose and daniel wheeler forged a paper that is he said he didn't but twelve other good and true peers of his said he did anyway he was convicted and sentenced but father was a good friend of his and being governor he pardoned wheeler but the pardon was on condition oh i say hasn't dad ever told you keith never then maybe i'd better leave it for him to tell if he wants you to know he'll tell you and if not i mustn't oh goodness cried genevieve what a way to go get us all excited over a thrilling tale and then chop it off short go on with it said keefe but appleby said no i won't tell you the condition of the pardon but the two men haven't been friends since and won't be unless the condition is removed of course dad can't do it but the present governor can make the pardon complete and would do so in a minute if dad asked him to so though he hasn't said so the assumption is that father expects to trade a full pardon of friend wheeler for his help in my campaign and a good plan keefe nodded his satisfaction but sam went on the trouble is that the very same points and principles that made wheeler oppose my father's election will make him oppose mine the party is the same the platform is the same and i can't hope that the man wheeler is not the same stubborn adamant unbreakable old hickory knot he was the other time and so you want me to soften him up by persuading his daughter to line up on our side just that keefe and you can do it i am sure i'll try of course but i doubt if even a favorite daughter could influence the man you describe let me help broke in the irrepressible genevieve i can do lots with a girl i can do more than kurt could i'll chum up with her and now miss lane you keep out of this i don't believe in mixing women and politics but miss wheeler's a woman and i don't want her troubled with politics keefe here can persuade her to coax her father just through her affections i don't want her enlightened as to any of the political details and i can't think your influence would work half as well as that of a man moreover keefe has discernment and if it isn't a good plan after all he'll know enough to discard it while you'd blunder ahead blindly and queer the whole game oh well and bridling with offended pride genevieve sought refuge in her little mirror now don't get huffy and sam smiled at her you'll probably find that miss wheeler's complexion is finer than yours anyway and then you'll hate her and won't want to speak to her at all miss lane flashed an indignant glance and then proceeded to go on with her work hasn't wheeler tried for a pardon all this time keefe asked indeed he has sam returned many times but you see though successive governors were willing to grant it father always managed to prevent it dad can pull lots of wires as you know and since he doesn't want wheeler fully pardoned why he doesn't get fully pardoned and he lives under the stigma 
lots of people don't know about the thing at all he lives well he lives in connecticut and oh of course there is a certain stigma and your father would bring about his full pardon if he promises let up keefe i've said i can't tell you that part you'll get your instructions in good time and look here i don't mean for you to make love to the girl in fact i'm told she has a suitor but you're just to give her a little song and dance about my suitability for the election and then adroitly persuade her to use her powers of persuasion with her stubborn father for he will be stubborn i know it and there's the mother of the girl tackle mrs wheeler make her see that my father was justified in the course he took and besides he was more or less accountable to others and use as an argument that years have dulled the old feud and that bygones ought to be bygones and all that try to make her see that a full pardon now will be as much and in a way more to wheeler's credit than if it had been given him at first i can't see that and keith looked quizzical neither can i sam confessed frankly but you can make a woman swallow anything depends on what sort of woman mrs wheeler is keith mused i know it i haven't seen her for years and as i remember she's pretty keen but i'm banking on you to put over some of your clever work not three men in boston have your ingenuity keith when it comes to sizing up a situation and knowing just how to handle it now don't tell father all i've said for he doesn't especially hold with such small measures he's all for the one big slam game and he may be right but i'm right too and you just go ahead all right keefe agreed i see what you mean and i'll do all i can that doesn't in any way interfere with your father's directions to me there's a possibility of turning the trick through the women folks and if i can do it you may count on me good and as for you miss lane you keep in the background and make as little mischief as you can i'm not a mischief maker said the girl pouting playfully for she was not at all afraid of sam appleby your blue eyes and pink cheeks make mischief wherever you go he returned but don't try them on old dan wheeler he's a morose old chap i should think he would be defended genevieve living all these years under a ban which may after all be undeserved i've heard that he was entirely innocent of the forgery have you indeed appleby's tone was unpleasantly sarcastic other people have also heard that from the wheeler family those better informed believe the man guilty and believe too that my father was too lenient when he granted even a conditional pardon but just think if he was innocent how awful his life has been all these years you bet he'll accept the full pardon and give us all his effort and influence and any possible help in return hear the child orate exclaimed sam gazing at the enthusiastic little face as genevieve voiced her views i think he'll be ready to make the bargain too declared keefe your father has a strong argument i fancy wheeler's jump at the chance maybe maybe so but you don't know how opposed he is to our principles 
and he's a man of immovable convictions. In fact, he and Dad are two mighty strong forces. One or the other must win out, but I've no idea which it will be. How exciting! Genevieve's eyes danced. I'm so glad I'm to go. It's a pretty place, you say? Wonderful! A great sweep of rolling country, a big, long, rambling sort of house, and a splendid hospitality. You'll enjoy the experience. But remember, I told you to be good. I will remember. And Genevieve pretended to look cherubic. End of chapter 1